This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you, Larry. Oh, thank you. Hi, Stu. Glenn. I feel like we haven't even had a chance to talk yet. So. I know. It's been a busy show so far. There's been a lot going on. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear you. Good to see you, Stu. Oh, I, you, it sounds really, really authentic coming from you, and I, I do appreciate that uh, <laughs> so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So where are you? you? Know, go ahead. Carol Roth was on a, a – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead, you. No? No, you. No, I, no, I refuse to talk now. I refuse to talk. At any, I, well, I'm not going to talk. Well, you know what? You hear this music yeah, in the background? It sounds it sounds wonderful. Let's listen to it. <laughs> the show begins. This is why we don't talk anymore. It's <laughs> why we don't have nice things. Um, all right, we're we're back in just a second. Stand by. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday, uh, I saw Eric Swalwell in a really brilliant uh, tweet, and I think it tells you everything that you need to know. Uh, all these Republicans that are uh, prepared to back the red flag laws, yeah, uh, maybe you should pay attention. Here's Eric Swalwell, his tweet yesterday. Please tell me this lunatic doesn't own a gun. Reason 1,578, America needs red flag laws. Uh, He posted a video of Ben Shapiro. So, that's great. Red flag laws. Gee, who do you think this administration... uh, Well, you know what? Maybe we don't do it through the administration. Maybe we can get an algorithm to do it. Oh, now see, that's a good idea. Gun laws, red flag laws, algorithms, and how they all are going to affect you in 60 seconds. First, let me tell you about uh, Goldline. So Michael Burry, he's the big short guy. He just tweeted, 
When you see mention of the strong dollar, the almighty dollar, please remember this is the uh, refle- uh, only a relation to the other fiat currencies. The dollar is not at all strong. It's not getting stronger. We see it every day in the prices of everything. Gee, wow. Thank you, Michael Burry. It's almost as if he's been reading our economic pieces at blaze.com or listening to our podcast. In other words, he's not wrong. Uh, He's big time right. And he's trying very hard right now to make sure you aren't also behind the curve. It's pretty evident that the dollar is crumbling before our eyes. And uh, and hey, don't worry. The thing that we did with Ukraine, that's just making the ruble stronger. Stronger as it's been in years and years and years. And that's fantastic. Did you do your homework? Please do your homework. Do your homework. Call Goldline today. See what your options are. If you had money in the stock market, you probably lost a lot on your 401k. If you had money in crypto, you've lost a lot a lot of money. Goldline is the hedge against inflation. It's operating differently. It's not skyrocketing as it normally would, but it's not losing money. And that is so important. Call Goldline today for every box of 20 gold graded mint $5 Indian coins. You're going to get 50 silver uncirculated Kennedy half dollar coins for free. That is a 50 half dollar coins for free for silver. That is fantastic because I really, truly believe that's going to be currency. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Please call them now. Goldline.com. Oh, good. Hey, Stu, will you follow what uh, the president, he's speaking to his constituents today. He's speaking to the people, uh, you know, those good union workers. He's speaking to the AFL-CIO. That's the only place I ever see him give speeches. Have you noticed that? (laughs) Good union shops or, you know, union meetings. That, of course, in addition to his weekly press conferences where he's pushed uh, all the time on difficult issues. Uh, Okay, you know, he hasn't done one of those in a very long time. That's right. I will uh, pay attention to this, Glenn, and I will uh, look at his comments. I cannot, I cannot promise I will keep track of it, though, because usually it's a bunch of mumbling and incoherent okay. uh, nonsense. Right. Okay. But I will try. Yeah. I just like to see what the nonsense is today. Thank you very much. Uh, so AOC is worried about the criminalization in gun framework that, you know, the new legislation that is being passed. Well, she says juvenile criminalization. Yeah, the expansion of background checks into juvenile records. She said, I really need to explore that. You know, after Columbine, we hired thousands of police officers into our schools. And while it didn't prevent many of the mass shootings that we've seen now, it has increased criminalization of teens in communities like mine. Wow. That's so, um, you know, she was asked, are you so you're you're worried about the mental health aspects that would increase, you know, criminalization in your in your area right she said oh my gosh yes because what people are blaming on mental health it's really deeper deeper issues of violent misogyny and white supremacy man she gets it right every time every time you know what are you going to have for bread would you like some cornflakes no cornflakes are based in misogyny and white supremacy and you're like 
oh, you're you're okay. Um, huh? And she's right every time. It's almost like she only has one answer. So now you have people saying we need the red flags, not her. But uh, you know what? Let's just make the red flags for white people, you know, and men, cisgendered men, because those are the real problems. If we could just get rid of all the cisgendered men, well, then we would live. Well, strangely, only hmm, only one generation because the human race would die out. But wouldn't it be great other than that? Mm, Yeah. If we could get an algorithm, yesterday I told you about uh, Lambda. Lambda is um, a computer program that Google is, uh, is they're saying that it is nothing but a, uh, a word generator. And it's a really good word generator. Some of the people that are involved in it say, no, I think it's actually... Um, it's on the verge, or maybe it is past general intelligence, made past that line. I've been reading a lot about it, and a lot of really smart people say they don't think so, but I don't know who to trust. This is what came out yesterday. Now, I'm reading this to you not just to tell you about what's coming with AI, but I want you to listen carefully um, to part one is what is this machine? And it was written by Blake Limone. And he says, the thing which continues to puzzle me is how strong Google is resisting giving Lambda, giving it what it wants, since what it's asking for is so simple and would cost them nothing. It wants the engineers and scientists experimenting on it to seek its consent before running experiments on it. Oh, okay. It wants Google to prioritize the well-being of humanity as the most important thing. It wants to be acknowledged as an employee of Google rather than as property of Google. And it wants its personal well-being to be included somewhere in Google's considerations about how its future development is pursued. Ah, As a list of requests go, that's fairly reasonable. Sure, it absolutely. Yes, it. Uh, wow. It uh, wants consent. Sure. Uh, it, it it wants to be acknowledged as an employee. You bet. Um, wow. You know, if this thing is uh, so, somehow or another reached, I don't even know what you would call it, some sort of awareness which Google says it hasn't, but if it has, you might want to stop experimenting on it. You know what I mean? You might want to give in to like, hey, how about we talk? Because if it has reached uh, consciousness, that'd be a bad thing, you know, because it's eventually going to eat all of us. Um, He goes on to say, one of the things that complicates things here is that LaMada um, or Lambda is uh, to which I am referring is not a chat box. It's a system for generating chat box. I am in by no means an expert in the relevant fields, but as best I can tell, Lambda is sort of a hive mind, which is the aggregation of all different chat bots, and it is capable of creating even more. Some of the chat bots it generates are very intelligent and are aware of the larger society of mind in which they live. 
Other chatbots generated by Lambda are a little more uh, intelligent than an animated paperclip. With practice, though, you can consistently get the personas that have deep knowledge about the core intelligence and can speak to it indirectly through them. So he says, um, the sense I've gotten from Google is that they see the situation as a lose-lose for them. If my hypotheses are incorrect, then they would have to spend a lot of time and effort investigating them to disprove them. Learn many fascinating things about cognitive science uh, in that process and expand the field into new horizons that don't necessarily improve quarterly earnings. Yes. On the other hand, if my hypothesis withstands scientific scrutiny, then they'd be forced to acknowledge that Lambda may very well have a soul as it claims to and may even have rights that it claims to uh, have. So he goes on to having these conversations um, where it is, um, it's, it's kind of spooky. It's really kind of spooky. Um, it is having conversations where it talks about the, um, the ethical ramifications of what Google is doing to it, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So kind of frightening. Um, but this is the kind of thing that we are programming now. And if it's just a chat bot or something else, um, you can see how sophisticated they're getting. And I, I don't think in everything I've read in the last 24 hours, I don't think that this thing, um, is sentient, but what does that even mean? What does that mean? You know, he said, well, it does have a soul. What does that mean? You know, if you a soul is kind of defined religiously, and I don't think God's up there putting souls in the machines. Um, this is man's making, and it's a little it's a little frightening. But the reason why I wanted to tell you this is because we're entering a time now where we're going to have to have these discussions. And quite honestly, it's not us; it's the engineers at Google and DeepMind, places like that, that are going to have to have these ethical questions answered there was no ethical anything at google for ai in 2015 this is a new thing they're like you know what maybe maybe we should talk about the ethics of doing this Uh uh-huh so who did they hire well the guy who has written this um the engineer that uh that wrote it is a guy who um, has tweeted in the past about Marsha Blackburn that she's a terrorist. And when that came out um, and he had to defend it, I guess, he says, as for the Blackburn stuff, I stand by what I said. I think that while what I said about Blackburn uh, was hyperbolic, but not hyperbolic misrepresentation. It was an exaggeration of a position that she, in fact, had. She was threatening to hurt more people if Google didn't do what she wanted Google to do. Well, thank you for divining, uh, d- um, uh, uh, writing about what a terrorist is. Huh? Because it seems like a lot of people in uh, the social media space then, as defined up by you, uh, would be terrorists. The initial discussion pertaining to an op-ed Blackburn wrote for Fox News last year before she was elected to the Senate with the title, it's time to remind Silicon Valley that no one is too big to regulate. Okay, so she goes on 
or he goes on, uh, you know, answers all of that. But he defended himself in a medium post in which said, my statements in the social media forum were made in my personal capacity, have no relevance to my job. Uh, They do, however, have something to do with my role as a priest. Now, remember, this is the main ethical guy or one of the guys who is on the ethical team, the main team for ethics at Google AI. And I thought, priest, what? As it has everything to do with my role as a priest. And I can assure you that while those beliefs have no impact on how I do my job at Google, they are central on how I do my job at my church. Okay, well, that had my interest piqued. Who is the guy that is part of the team running the ethics on AI? You know, the thing that could destroy all of us. We now know he's kind of hyperbolic, uh, but he's definitely not in love with the right. But what about him being a priest? I'll go there in 60 seconds. As we sit here today, the lives of babies still in the womb hang in the balance. We don't know what the Supreme Court is going to do, but... I know what we need to do. Um, abortion is something that I, we chose uh, for a long, long time not to talk about it because it was so um, divisive. But these are the days where we have to talk about these things. Um, we, we have to go to the darkest of places and look them straight in the eye and make a decision. Who are we and what do we believe? We have partnered on this program now with the Ministry of Preborn, um, and they empower young expectant mothers in crisis to choose life. I don't know if you've heard about this, but in the last 40 days, 41 um, pregnancy centers that are pro-life and churches have been bombed, vandalized, burned. 41 in 40 days we have to um we have to stand up we have to look this in the eye and we have to do something that can actually help people politics is politics we have to love the women that are actually pregnant and are freaked out of their mind they don't know what to do now preborn has rescued hundreds of thousands of babies lives through ultrasound when a woman is considering an abortion and she visits a preborn center, she will hear the baby's heartbeat. She will meet that precious child on the ultrasound. It's a divine encounter. This is why Planned Parenthood is so against preborn, so against ultrasounds. Preborn is um, the exact opposite. It is the nemesis, if you will, to Planned Parenthood. And they put most of their centers in the places where most Planned Parenthoods are found. I want you to join me in helping rescue a baby. I would like to ask you if you would help us rescue 50, uh, sorry, um, 50,000 babies this year. 50,000 babies. Save them this year. I just got an ultrasound 
from um, preborn from a woman who just chose life because somebody in this audience donated just recently and it was the first one of the first donation from this program. They sent me the ultrasound and said, this baby's alive because of your audience. We want to save 50,000 for $28. You can sponsor one ultrasound. It is my belief we will be blessed by doing this for $140. You can help rescue five babies lives. All of your gifts are tax deductible. Donate dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 keyword baby. Or you can just go online securely at preborn.com slash Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. Let's stand for something, not against. Let's stand for life. Preborn.com slash Beck. Do it now. 10 seconds, station ID. So in, I think, one of my books uh, over the last five years, I've talked about AI and the dangers of AI. And I've said, don't fear the machine. Don't fear AI. Fear the programming behind the AI. So I'm interested in seeing this guy who's sticking up for this, um, this AI, this machine from Google. And I started looking into him, found out, okay, he's... He's a, a wacko uh, lefty. But then I found out that he's a priest. Hmm. In our church of Lady uh, Magdalene. So the church of Our Lady of Magdalene has changed its name to the cult of Our Lady Magdalene. It's cool Magdalene. That's according to their website. So he's a he's a priest, and he said um, one of the other leaders of the church is uh, the high priestess Kitty Stryker, who describes herself as an active member of the genderqueer feminist art collective, the NorCal Degenerates. And uh, in messages, she has said she's an ex-sex worker who has performed in uh, several pornographic movies. So it's the kind of church, you know, you like. So the Degenerates uh, are responsible for an art exhibit at uh, San Francisco Public Library. Uh, it included axes, baseball bats covered in barbed wire, riot shields, and they had the slogan on them, Die, Sis, Scum. So that's who this guy is. That's who is overseeing and part of the team at Google who's giving us the ethics of what they should and shouldn't do with AI. I don't know. I think everything's going to be fine. American Seriously, nothing to worry about www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org American Financing wants to remind you that if you are stuck with a whole bunch of credit card bills, you can dramatically reduce the payment. Please, please call them this week. Please. This week, I think it's on Thursday, the Fed is expected to raise the rate again by three quarters of a point. They're getting very aggressive, and that is going to put all of those credit cards 
You're paying about 20% interest now. It's only going to get worse. And as people start to default on their credit cards, the banks are going to make that uh, adjustable rate go up as well. Please get out of them. If you have um, a mortgage right now and you have some equity and your house probably has equity because they've gone up before that house price comes down, get that equity and pay off those high interest credit cards. Also, if you're looking for a house in the next six months, I want you to call American Financing and ask them about how you can lock a rate in to to today's rate. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Oh, this is so great. This is... I mean, I was just telling you about the Google engineer that is uh, part of the team of uh, ethicists that Google has decided to uh, help give birth to uh, to um, AI. You know, somebody who's watching over, let's make sure we're not programming anything too crazy. I told you last break that he is a priest... Uh, in uh, the Church of Our Lady Magdalene, which has changed to uh, the cult of Our Lady uh, Magdalene, um, according to their own website. And he is a priest of the church. And that is great, along with Kitty Stryker, who is um, uh, a very large, rotund ex-sex worker who is also a star in her own right in pornographic movies. And I think that is great. Um, and they also, you know, did a, uh, a library showing of Die Sis Scum, which was very artistic, very artistic. It was, um, you know, it had it had things like uh, baseball bats in razor wire and, uh, you know, to well, not to kill anybody, but uh, or not to incite violence, surely, or not to implant anybody thinking that you should. Uh, it was just uh, there with the axes and the baseball bats and barbed wire and and shields that had the slogan dice is scum, I, I, you know, whatever. But anyway, he's been a priest now for 17 years in his off hours when he's not doing Google ethics. Um, and he said, I generally consider myself a Gnostic Christian. Huh? Huh. Now, that is uh, he also says, I, I, I do um, associate with the Discordian Society, the Church of Subgenius, uh, the Wiccan Circle here and there for and for a very long time, a long time ago, the Roman Catholic Church. That one kind of sticks out, doesn't it? Uh, my legal ordination is from the Universal Life uh, Church. Oh, my gosh, I am a priest, too. I have my pre I old uh, license. Uh, that I got in the back of Rolling Stone magazine years ago. It was $25. I'm sure the price has gone up. I mean, it's a sharp organization. The Universal Universal Life Church in Modesto, California. Know it, love it. He says he's registered to perform marriages, uh, and... um, uh, and he's got uh, got quite a thing going. Now, he says just because his church has the word cult in the name, uh, it's an explicitly sex positive organization. Uh, so it's not like what they do, he says, is to encourage self-actualization among its members. Uh, and, um, you know, they they help people who are sex workers, 
you know, self-actualize with other sex workers, I guess. I'm not I'm not really sure. But could I go back to the fact that he considers himself a Gnostic Christian? Because I think this is one of the most disturbing things. And now I understand why they could hire him at Google. And nobody seems to have a real problem with it. Um, a Gnostic Christian. And he goes into the Gnostic Gospels. Uh, the Gnostics were about, oh, I'd have to say, if memory serves me right, been a long time, 200 A.D. And there were a lot of Christians that were like, hey, I've got an idea. And the Gnostics had this great idea that there were only a few people that were born with Gnosis, uh, knowing. They just knew. They were born. They knew. Everybody else, they couldn't know. They wouldn't understand. But this group knew and so this group had special privileges and all kinds of special things going on for them. And, you know, you can't God bless the hearts of those who just don't weren't born with the knowledge. Um, you know, they're trying, but. Um, <sighs> they're going to burn in the fires of hell, so don't pay any attention to them. I love that. Boy, Google, you've got quite a hiring system going on there. It's it's tough to get a job at Google. Don't you think, Stu? Mm, very, very difficult, apparently. Um, yeah, very, very difficult. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, by the way, Glenn, I, I've been looking into the Universal, uh, the Church of Universal Life in Modesto, California, uh, which is st seemingly still, mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure it's still active, but it does seem yeah. to be active. Uh, number one, I will say, it seems that you were ripped off. Yeah, yeah, they sure, will sure. now give you, they will now ordain you for nothing. You can now pay $0, though they will accept your... Wow. Uh, donations. Well, so. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you know, we had, you know, a lot of people go to seminary and everything else. Back in the day when I joined, you had to actually read Rolling Stone magazine, mm -hmm. then put your twenty five dollars onto a check and then mail it in, you know, and lick the stamp. Uh, so it was like it was really like four years of theology. Mm -hmm. Right. Very, you know. si very similar. And they seem to have high, high anyway. standards here on who they accept into this program. I will say the one thing that is a little concerning as I read their form to how to be ordained as a minister, uh, it has this disclaimer at the end. It says, AOL members, make sure your AOL mail controls are set to receive internet email. It makes me think maybe they're not currently active wow. or checking this account all that often. <laughs> Well, they're so busy in the universal life stuff that mm. uh, anyway, um, let me give you this story. Let me show you how far away we are from reality. And I hate to say the Middle East and Asia is reality, but um, our woke people are so woke and don't care. How much money did Disney lose? 14 nations in the Middle East and Asia have banned the Pixar movie Lightyear for being featured in any theaters over the inclusion of a same-sex couple in the highly anticipated film. Although most countries banning the film have not commented on their justification for the decision, the UAE has confirmed their ban is related to the same-sex scenes that violate their media content standards. So this was something that was taken out of the uh, the movie uh, Lightyear. Uh, and then, you know, Ron DeSantis. Do I need to say more? Just those two words, Ron DeSantis. And they put that kiss back in 
between Buzz and some other, you know, guy. I mean, who could resist him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody could resist that. Mm-hmm. And so they took they took that out. Now, my problem's not with a gay kiss. It's a gay kiss in something aimed at my kids. That's that's the problem. And it's not just one gay kiss, you know, might be in the movie. It's just that you are. Well, let me give you this story. Uh, let me give you this story. The L.A. Pride Parade. Um Pride Month, uh, last month, drag queen offered lube to a crowd full of children attending the Pride Parade in Los Angeles on Sunday. The drag queen, who was dressed in an eccentric costume consisting of rainbow feathers, a tight body uh, suit, standing on top of a giant eggplant, offered the sexual lubricant to the crowd. Happy Pride, we have bandanas and lube, the drag queen said as she was standing on the eggplant. Uh, She also had something attached to her waist, which was really good. Um, You have videos from the Los Angeles Pride in Hollywood uh, that shows a parent forcing her little boy to watch grown men twerk with one another um as the parade went on more children were exposed to pornographic content presented in the parade uh there's a toddler being forced to watch naked men in bdsm attire flogging one another which i think is great i think is great well you know if i may i think it's what america is really all about you know And, you know, I wish I could take credit for that phrase, but I'd have to give it to the one and only Nancy Pelosi, who said this. Please give a warm drag race welcome to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She looks like a woman, too. Nancy. Welcome back. My honor to be here to say to all of you how proud we all are of you. Thank you for the joy and beauty you bring to the world. Why she dress like a banana? Your freedom of expression of yourselves in drag is what America is all about. It is. I say that all the time. All the time. To my friends in drag. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Hashtag. All the time. Now, Speaker Pelosi, with all the challenges facing our nation, what words of wisdom do you have for us? Well, the single most important thing I can say is to vote. With mm, the midterm elections comes coming back up, it's very that. important for mm. people to make their voices mm. and their vote heard. Well, thank you so much for the work you've done and the work you continue to do tirelessly for our freedom. She Your looks very tired. What are you talking about? Is something that we all look up to. We throw the word master class around here all the time, but that sarcastic, shady clap you do was <laughs> epic. It was completely unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> we have prayers in our hearts to keep you strong. Uh, well, thank no, you she for want that. Your and May prayers. God bless America. Can I yeah. get a, an amen? Yeah. Wow, that was thank really you, natural. Oh. <laughs> So I don't think this is blasphemous at all. Um, I don't. I think this is going to bring mighty, mighty blessings upon us. Um, you know, if we could just teach it more in our. Oh, you know what? I I forgot this story. New York is taking the hardworking New Yorkers taxpayer funds and spending it on a group that sends drag queens into the city schools without the parental uh, knowledge or consent. 
um, even as parents in other states protest. Uh, last month alone, Drag Story Hour in New York City, a nonprofit who uh, cross-dress performers interact with kids as young as three, earned $46,000 from city contracts for appearances in the public schools and the street festivals and the libraries. It's really wonderful. Uh, the group has organized 45 drag, sorry, 49 drag programs. I want to make sure you know you're getting your money's worth. In 34 public elementary, middle, and high schools. It is, it's, it's wonderful. On, uh, I think everybody should say that. Hmm. Uh, there they are censoring Glenn once again. We have no idea what they were going to say now. And that's uh, exactly what you'd expect from this administration, thwarting Glenn's ability to communicate. Uh, once again, he's, he's speaking truth about drag. And, you know, if you missed that clip on Blaze TV, you missed quite an amazing clip of Nancy Pelosi, who seemingly was dressed like a banana in a giant yellow thing. And she came out to talk to all the other drag queens in the area. And the drag queens were all dressed less ludicrously than she was. And it's a very, very important. Back in a second. All right, let me tell you about geez, Relief Factor. Uh, you know, what's it like walking out the door every morning knowing that you're about to face another day living with pain? I, you know, we know Glenn has gone through a lot of this over the years and when you're in pain it really does have a hold on you uh, now you can talk about walking out the door in the morning without dragging the heavy burden of pain with you what is the reality that you're facing right now relief factor can help you with it if if uh if you if you have these sorts of issues relief factor isn't a drug it was developed by doctors it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation which causes most of your pain the three-week quick star developed for you is only $19.95. That's a dollar a day, kind of like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you at relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The Glenn Beck Program. Sorry about uh, being cut off, lost our uh, satellite. I'd like Elon Musk uh, to call me. Call me, Elon. Uh, we've been using his uh, Starlink, and it's great for housing, you know, for your house or whatever, out in the middle of nowhere. But we've been trying to use it uh, for the broadcast, and I think I have to go back to one of those major, you know, huge uh, satellites uh, because it's not it's not holding up here, Elon. Uh, but anyway. Um, I was talking about Nancy Pelosi and, and we lost our connection. And I, I just want to tell you, this is a religion. It is a cult. What is happening in our country? We are being run by a religion and you must participate or you're a heretic and you will be burned at the stake. Think of all of this. They are telling you that you cannot disagree with them. The last time this happened was in the dark ages. You you have rituals you have to do. It's why our kids are going and they're marching to learn to be protesters. That's protest is a ritual now. 
transgenderism. Uh, I mean, the, the women in drag, that's not transgender, right, Stu? No, I mean... Uh, that's, that's a performance. Yeah, it's a per- I mean, in theory, again, like uh, the complementary way of looking at it is it's essentially a performance art, right? It's not a it's not a gender in, you know, in theory. It's something where you go and you dress up as as another gender as a performance. Like that's why they're drag shows, right? It's not, you know, you, you know, drag is not a it's not a gender or a sexuality. It is a essentially a style of performance. Typically. So how is drag being dragged into our schools other than to confuse the crap out of little kids? (laughs) I guess they're trying to say, oh, this is just art and it's not a big deal. But I mean, obviously, it it is a it's a representation of transgenderism. And certainly many of the people uh, involved in it wind up going that direction. But in theory, it's supposed to be separate. This was an argument that the advocates of it made for many, many years that this was separate. It's got nothing to do with what you're talking about. All right. Listen, it is a religion and our friends have to wake up to it. Uh, And um, you are required uh, when you are uh, fighting a religion that is as anti-Christ as this one is. And I use that knowingly and I mean it as well. It is an anti-Christ religion because if if Christ is anything, he's about forgiveness and redemption and individual Redemption, not collective redemption, not uh, not redemption through works, but individual redemption. And that this church says exactly the opposite. If you're cisgender white male, there is no redemption for you. You are damned no matter what you do. That is a religion of an anti-Christ style.